Hey, what's going on, everybody? Wide Alley here. Welcome back to another podcast. So, so you can guess by the title of this uh, podcast, we're going to be reviewing probably my movie of the year so far. Um, I got to say it'll probably be my movie of the year because of how much I love Halloween and Michael Myers. Uh, Halloween Kills. Yeah. So I went into this movie. All right. I saw it opening night. And I went into this movie just uh, knowing what to expect, right? It's literally in the title, Halloween Kills. So I expected a lot of kills in it, and I read up on some things, and, you know, the director and everybody in the in the cast kind of hinted at there are going to be a lot of deaths, right? And Jesus, Jesus, there were... A lot of killing, a lot of blood, <laughs> and a lot of deaths, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I knew that there were going to be a lot of them, but I just didn't know that there were going to be a lot of them, if you know what I'm getting at. Like, I just, I knew, but I just didn't knew to what extreme <laughs> that they were going to be brought, you know? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't expecting leaving the theater just in awe about the creativity, the, I don't even know, like, what I'm trying to say, like, the creativity, the depth, the amount of time that they put into the kill scenes in this movie, it was awesome, you know, and I understand that there are some people who didn't like this movie because there wasn't, like, enough story or, there may have been too much of one thing and not enough of another, or there wasn't really enough character depth, and I totally understand that. Totally get it. 100% get it. I see where you're coming from. But me as me personally, when it comes to these Halloween movies, I do not watch them for a story. I watch them because it's literally about a serial killer killing people. You know, and for that reason, I don't expect a deep story. I expect there to be character development, of course. I expect there to be a story to follow, of course. You know, that's a movie, right? But I knew what was going to be shown from the get-go. So I kind of placed my expectations to having good kill scenes, to having suspense, to having horror you know, into having Michael be a little bit scary and a little bit mad and a little bit pissed off. And that's what I got. I've watched this movie three times over already, and I like it more and more as I watch it because I know what I'm going to get and I know what I'm expecting. So understand that there are people out there who didn't like the movie because of the lack of story development or whatever the case may be. This movie wasn't meant to be another 2018 film. It wasn't meant to be like that. And I know that pissed some people off. I know there are people who enjoyed the 2018 film who wanted it to be like that. You know, and I get it. I do. I understand. But the theme of the movie is literally in the title. Like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know, like, I went into this movie expecting kills because it's in the title, and that's what I got, and I was very happy. So, 
Yeah, I mean, like, and I, I wish there were a little bit more character development and, you know, certain characters, you know, like, and I feel like a longer run run time would have been fine. Like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded if this movie was two hours or two hours and ten minutes, so they could have developed some other characters. Because I feel like that would have been a, that would have made it a fuller movie, a more complete movie. And I wish they would have put a little bit more effort into the dialogue, which I'll dive into here here in a few um i I do i do wish that you know they 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 would have just put some more effort into like character building i do but i feel like they put in enough effort into the character building into certain characters that matter you know that will probably develop more and like okay let me rephrase that because that sounds like a douchey thing to say i just thought about it all the characters in these in this movie matter Okay, like they they all had their role. They did really well with what they were given. But like Allison, for example, I feel like they upped her up a lot, which, you know, is needed. Because I feel like she's going to eventually carry these movies if she decides to stay, which I feel like they were, you know, that's what they were trying to do. And I feel like they did a really good job at that. But um, let me look up this cast. because I forgot her name. I shouldn't forget. But uh, I think it's Lindsay. I believe it's Lindsay. Is it? Here, just let me find it one second. Yeah, okay, it's Lindsay. I feel like, I honestly, I wish that they would have carried her a little more in this movie. I wish they would have given her some more time. But I'll dive more into that here in a sec. But yeah, I totally get get it though for the people who wish there was more more of a story because I do agree to an extent that like if this movie was 20 minutes longer and they added some more depth into these characters, it would have made it a little better. I do admit that. And I feel like that that would have been a good thing, but they added depth to certain points that made it good for me. And that being said, Let me dive into my likes and my don't likes, and I will kind of explain everything further as this episode goes on. This will probably be a little bit longer of an episode, I will admit, because there are a lot of likes and there are a lot of don't likes I don't like about the movie. Um, So let's dive into it. So we're going to hit up. We're going to drop off the mood. We're going to hit the dislikes first so we can leave the episode on a high note. How about that? So the first dislike that i have is something i just vaguely talked about is i wish that the runtime was longer i do i have my list up right here and i wish that the runtime was a little longer so they could flush out some more character backstories or some character development and stuff like that so halloween ends just at least for the surviving cast has a little bit more meaning a little bit more you know like uh I sound so contradictive because I literally just said I like this movie for the kills, but like I I wish there was a little bit more character development. I I sound contradictive, but, you know, I I do wish to an extent that that they would have added more character development to Tommy, you know, even though he didn't survive. uh, I do wish that they added more character development to uh kyle richards is Lindsay. Lindsay, jesus christ white you can remember names right <laughs> uh Lindsay's character because 
you know, really all you had of her is a bar scene, a cup, a good scene where she beats up Michael and then she's rushed to a hospital. Like, you know, I, what I want a little bit is what was she up to from the 1978 film to now? Like, what has her life been like? What was she up to? You know, like what, how has she been dealing with the events that took place, you know, cause her babysitter died in the 1978 film. So I wonder like, how is she coping? You know, like what, is, what has she been up to, you know? And same thing with Tommy Doyle, uh, bracket. I wish there was more, uh, character development with him, you know? And, you know, I just wish that there, there was more there to develop, you know what I mean? And honestly, a little bit with the same with uh, Lori Strode. I, I do feel like, you know, like how I, uh, Jesus Christ, why? Jeez, think clearly. You can do it. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I understand that in 2018, yeah, she has a drinking problem. I think, and she's been prepping her whole life for Michael's, you know, escape. And but like, I, I just wish there were more fill-in spots for how her and Karen had you know, a dynamic, I understand that, like, they kind of flushed out the fact that, you know, her and Karen didn't have, don't have a good relationship, and that through Karen's life, you know, like, she was raised to defend herself really well, and I feel like they did a good job, but I honestly, that's a lot of time, I know there's more stuff happening between 1978 to 2018, so I wish, like, there were a little bit more filler, like, just a couple minutes more of what's been going on, but, uh, I just wish that they added more runtime to have more character development. You know, that's that's the only reason why. Maybe get in another cool kill with Michael, you know. Maybe, you know, just just I would really just enjoy a two hour Halloween movie. That would have been just cool. You know what I mean? And I I do wish that it was longer. So that being said. The next one that I don't really, the next part of the movie I don't really like is Jesus Christ. There was too much Tommy. Too much Tommy. Okay. Like, when I went into this movie, I did not expect Tommy to have, like, this big, ginormous role, you know? And, like, I just expected him to come in, be a good fill in character, and have it more focused in on Allison. I would have preferred it to be more focused in on Allison, but you know, the, Jesus Christ, like it's like every five minutes you get a zoom in on your face and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take good old Huckleberry here and I'm going to get him. I'm going to smash him right over. And dude, like after the third or fourth time you zoom in on his near bald head and you know, his old face, no disrespect. I love Tommy, but like, yeah, it just it, it gets old. It gets really repetitive. Like imagine having a movie seeing me closed in on the camera five times. Like Jesus Christ, there's enough Wyatt here to go around to fill in two movies. You know, like I, I just I, I wish that they would have leaned off of Tommy and they could have kept the runtime the same thing. I think it was like an hour forty seven, and they could have lessened Tommy's runtime. And filled in more with other people's runtime and given them more of a backstory. And I think the movie would have been just as good, 
you know, they kept in all the Michael kills. They kept in everything else, but just gave each character a little bit more fleshing out. And I think the movie would have been better. Honestly, like I just wasn't expecting to follow Tommy the whole time. And I didn't expect Tommy to be like the lead character in this movie when I feel like deservedly. So it should have been Allison. Allison should have been the lead in this movie. It should, she should have been, and she should have eaten up more time than Tommy, but I feel like Tommy ate up more time than Allison, or it was probably split in the middle. And I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like the whole, you know, mob thing which i'll get into my next point uh i didn't i mean i understood why they did it but like um i i just didn't like how tommy was like the main focus of the movie for real i feel like tommy had you know i feel like michael should have gotten more time than tommy and i just didn't feel like michael did you know he probably did but it just didn't feel like it you know what i mean and I just I, I like Tommy's character a lot. I love the tough guy persona he has and I love all the uh stuff that he brings, but Jesus Christ, like I just I, I just don't understand like why you had to put so much emphasis on Tommy. He wasn't that interesting of a character because let's be honest, if they would have done more character development, I, I, I probably would have. I had no idea what the heck he was doing between ages four to sixty. Like, and now we're just, you know, chasing around old Tommy, gathering up a, a bunch of people trying to kill Michael. And I, I, I'm i just not invested in Tommy enough to care much about him because I don't know what he's been up to. I don't know the struggles he's been with. I don't know. You know, you get a couple of lines of, hey, he said to Lori, he's like, hey, you saved me. So it's time to save you. It's kind of like, OK, but like, how have you been coping with? this stuff how have you been plotting have you been you know prepping for this like what have you been doing so it's like i don't know you like i just didn't care much for the character because they didn't do a good job of like fleshing out what the hell he's been going through but you know i guess i didn't care enough about him to have him as a centralized character because they didn't yeah y'all get it he didn't have enough character backstory for me to care too much about him but the next point I didn't like, the next part is the whole mob scene in the hospital thing when they're chasing after the escaped inmate that escaped the bus. Okay, so the inmate character himself was fine, but he had this weird role where he was like kind of like in a weird way trying to distract the people from Michael, you know, but he was had like this connection with Michael in a way, and uh, it was like, he he just he knew something was up with him where he he just didn't know what he was doing you know he's obviously not mentally stable enough to really be doing much so what got to me about the whole mob in like the hospital scene is that they're chasing this guy you know michael is like this taller like six foot six foot one skinny dude he's very agile he's slim you know he's doesn't have a hunchback or anything but this whole mob for the most part i feel like should know that this dude is not michael michael wouldn't run away michael wouldn't have his mask off like that michael doesn't have long hair like that 
Michael doesn't talk. Michael doesn't, you know, I don't know, doesn't scream. He doesn't do anything. And, you know, this dude is clearly like probably like seven inches shorter than Michael. He's running away. He's the way he walks and runs is clearly not anything remotely similar to Michael. So you just get this like, I feel like unnecessary hospital scene where this whole like hospital is chasing after this guy who's clearly not Michael at all. No resemblance at all. Like there's not a hateful part in this man that would be willing to kill nobody. And it's like that. I just feel like they wasted like 10 minutes of my time or 10 to 15 minutes of my time in this freaking hospital you know and it just you know it was it was just i felt like it felt a bit unnecessary to spend the amount of time in the hospital as they did when they could have been using it to do other things i don't know what those other things would be i would think about it but like i don't know like a part of me understands why because they are kind of doing the whole callback thing and the whole haddonfield memorial hospital to halloween too and i i get it and but I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That part just bothered me a little bit. You know, I it, it bothered me a little bit. But I think the last thing that I really disliked about this movie, because honestly, I could I can live with the hospital scene. I think the more I watch it, the more I'm like, okay with it. And, you know, the Tommy, I still feel like they could have used less Tommy. And I do feel like they could have used a longer running time just to better complete the movie. But I will never, ever, ever get over this last point. And I will never not be irritated by it, I feel like. Because it's so, like, I don't even know. Like, it's the evil dies tonight thing. Jesus Christ, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to, like, flip out. I'm going to flip out on the next person I see because I just feel like that is the most unnecessary line in this movie. You had this random chick, evil dies tonight. You had Tommy, evil dies tonight. You had a random old lady, evil dies tonight. Like, Jesus Christ. It was like every five minutes you hear evil dies tonight. And they said in the corniest way possible, like when Tommy was leaving the bar to greet the escaped mental patient, uh, it was almost like, oh my god! So I just got scared. I'm sorry, but this piece of paper fell off the desk, and I my room was a little dark, and all of a sudden I hear this like trickle, and <laughs> this whole piece of paper fell off my desk, and it just scared me. But anyway, as I was saying, Tommy leaves the as Tommy is leaving the bar, he looks back at everybody with the big old Huckleberry the bat. Evil dies tonight. Like, dude, just leave the bar and go confront this guy. That was unnecessary. Or, no. No, that wasn't even it. It was the lady that said that. She was like, hey, Tommy, evil dies tonight. And then he's like, ah, with the, he raises the bat. I'm sorry. I just totally. I, I, I think I was thinking about another scene. But, like, like, I don't know, dude. And they said at the cringiest times and in the hospital, too, like, Evil dies tonight, and then like five other people say it. Like Jesus Christ, I don't need to know that you're trying to kill Michael. I don't. I get it. You already are. I can see it with your actions. I don't need to hear it. You know. But I don't know, man. Um. 
that 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 annoyed me. And like, I'm trying to think of other stupid lines that they put in. Like, I just feel like some of the dialogue could have been a lot better. Like, I feel like they could have just sat there a little bit longer and just developed the script a little bit better. But I'm not really knocking them too much for that because it is a Halloween movie. And, you know, like, you, you don't really go into these movies expecting, uh, I don't know, like, some Shakespeare masterpiece or something. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, I'm not knocking them too much for the script. But Jesus Christ, they could have, like, toned down the evil dies tonight stuff and uh, a lot. And... You know, I, I just feel like, yeah, they could have they could have done better with that. But it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. So I'm going to put in a little ad placement right here. And following the ad, I will get into my likes so we can end the podcast on a good note. So with that being said, I'll check in with you after this ad. All right. I appreciate y'all staring through that little ad. So now that we're back. I'm going to get into my likes, what I like about the movie and all that stuff. There were a lot of stuff that I did like about it. I, I do I do like a lot about the movie. I like more than what I dislike. And, you know, this movie does a good job of just keeping you in. You know, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of suspense. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of good stuff, man. Just a lot of good stuff. So. It's a lot of good stuff in here. And I got to say, my favorite thing that I had fun with during this movie were, you know, pretty much in the title, uh, the kill scenes, man. And Jesus Christ, even like during the flashback scenes and, you know, everything, Michael was just, he was an aggressive human being. He was just... We I mean like yeah, he's human, but like they're part of him probably not. But like he was just very aggressive in every way possible, you know, and there were there was no forgiveness in him, there was no you know, there was no remorse, there was no hesitation, there was nothing, you know, and Michael this has gotta be my favorite Michael. Honestly, I've watched every single movie, you know, and it's hard to beat that 78 Michael. But, you know, I think because, you know, I didn't really grow up with that Michael that I, you know, it's I don't even know how to explain it. But like this, I guess having a more modernized version of Michael helps with that. But this is going to be my more this is going to be not my more my most favorite Michael ever. You know, and it's just the way that he moves, the way that he kills, the way that he, you know, it, it's like he he's like he's telling you when he's not that if you come at me, you will die and you will pay the consequences. And, you know, it's just like there's no hesitation with how he operates. He just does. You know what I mean? There, He has a mission. He has a vision that he wants to uh partake in and he doesn't care if you are seven feet tall he doesn't care if you're six feet he doesn't care how much you weigh he doesn't care how tough you are he's gonna kill you and you know that's what i love about this guy and you know it's just 
the whole like and i love like you know you get this in every halloween i feel like but like the mask looks like it's just so cold it's so distant it's so like visually like haunting that like it it it, the movie does a good job with this it just represents fear it represents you know it represents almost like death in a way because it is but like it represents what death is it represents what evil is it represents what you know a person with no emotion is it represents somebody who doesn't care what he has to do in order to get his goal and you know it just it represents all of that and you know that's why i feel bad for michael in here it's like he just wanted to go home he just wanted to go home and some people got in the freaking way and it was like he just wanted to go to his house you know what i mean he just wanted to go up to his sister's room and look out the window that's all it was man he just wanted to look out of judas window and look at himself in the mirror in the, you know, in the window that's it you know but people had to get in his way in which turn in turn you know like he had to kill a lot of people because people won't mind their business if they minded their business no one would have gotten hurt that's all i'm gonna say about that but this is gonna be my favorite michael you know just by just how vicious he was how nasty he used a lot of different weapons and well not a lot but he used a uh, like a gardening tool. He used his butcher knife. He used his hands. You know, uh, for, did he use some? He used uh, a pistol at one point to have a lady shoot herself, which was interesting. I've never seen that before. Uh, so I like the variety that he in which he killed. Uh, I love the kill scenes in this movie. Like uh, this one time, there's this older couple. And <laughs> this made me laugh because he was just he was just was like this was right after like the whole like firefighter scene, uh, where he just geez oh by the way that firefighter scene, oh my god, oh my god I have never seen nothing like that I had never seen nothing like that okay so he steps out of the burning house and it's just visually stunning so he's standing there on the porch you have the burning house behind him and you have this Michael. Who just, you can't see his face, but Jesus Christ, that mask with the little bit of burnt tint with the like the gray and stuff, it looks like he is just pissed off. He's like, I just wanted to go home and y'all messed that up for me and now it's go time. And you had this guy trying to spray him with this heavy ass pressured hose and that wasn't doing nothing. He killed him. This person tried to kill him with this like chainsaw type thing. Nope. Michael pulled the reverse Uno card on him and got him. And he used this like shoveling tool to pick up this one time, this one guy, don't know what you call that thing, and like drop him. And oh my God, that that whole thing was just beautiful. But anyway, this other scene where there's like this older couple is in this in their home. He Michael's just he's just wanting to use their bathroom real quick to make a quick pick stop. And uh he didn't want to hurt nobody. Like I said, he just wanted to wash his hands, clean his little cuts and stuff. Uh, this old couple is using a drone. <laughs> I'm just imagining this. Like the drone flies into the bathroom and it probably just hit Michael, right? It hit Michael. And Michael is probably like, oh, God dang it. You know, like, ah, shit. <laughs> and Michael's just in there trying to mind his own business, you know, use some like 
alcohol to kill off all the germs in his wounds. And like he he just picks it up, picks up the thing, and he just throws it back out because he's probably frustrated. He's like, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but he's I can only imagine what Michael's thinking. He's like, damn, I'm just trying to cut out, I'm just trying to get these wounds all healed up and everything. And yeah, you're flying drones at me, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but like that made me laugh. But he ends up getting mad and he ends up killing them because he's probably pissed that they screwed up his whole healing thing. And um, <laughs> he ends up like killing both of them. And what I like about what you were able to see about Michael in this one is that you get to see him like kind of like decorate in his own weird, delusional, like fucked up way. And you get to see him like decorate by putting the guy up on like the island or like the counter. I call it an island, but it's usually that thing in the kitchen that you can place all your stuff on. And usually in like the middle of the kitchen, uh, he places them up on the island and like starts placing so many different knives. And like, what I like about him is that like his whole body movement was like, he was trying to see which knife he wanted to get next. He'll get it, stab it. He was like, huh, I want to put this knife here, stabs him. He goes back to the knife holder, gets another knife. He's like, oh, where do I want to stab you? Here. Bang. So it's like it's like you almost like see Michael like decorate. And it was like you've never seen that really before in the movies. But you've always seen Michael like uh, kill people in unique ways. But you never actually see him like place a person on a hook or like you know, have, see him, like, chain somebody up and, like, have him hanging there, or, you know, so it was just really cool that, like, you get to kind of see a little glimpse of that in this movie. I thought that was a good little thing that they did, and I was very pleased by that. It was awesome. So, the kill scenes in this movie were spectacular. Um, I really do like how vicious they made Michael in this movie. It was awesome. And, uh, so, like, the next thing I really liked about this movie is the fact that you officially know that Michael is supernatural. He is. There's no ifs, buts, ands, or about it. About it. You know, like, you just know that he's supernatural by the end of the movie. Because there ain't no way that this dude got burnt up in a fire, had his fingers chopped off, had was stabbed by a pitchfork, was had his head stomped in on the stair, he was beaten up by a whole rally of people with bats, wooden wooden plank things. Uh, he was stabbed in the back by Karen. You know, I'm pretty sure he was shot like a million times. There's no way that an there's no way that a normal human being survives that, right? Like, there's no way, right? So like, he's supernatural. He is hundred percent supernatural, and you know, maybe they're kind of going the whole storyline that the first novelization of the movie kind of picked up on where like there's a spirit in him that requires him to kill and stuff like that. I don't know, but I do like the fact that he's supernatural because they do continue the storyline of Dr. Loomis saying that he's not human, you know, in that, you know, you just can't kill it with uh, brute force and stuff like that, which you hear, Lori talk about during the end of the movie where you know like you just can't kill michael with brute force or something like that the only way to really kill him is just not being scared of him 
You know, that's really it. And the only way to control them, I feel like, in my personal opinion, is just to drown the fear out and just prove as a town, uh, you know, as Haddonfield, that you're just not scared. You know what I mean? And I do enjoy that a lot. And I do like the fact that they continued their own little way of saying that he's supernatural. You know what I mean? It was almost like they uh, took a thank you note to Halloween 4, 5, and 6 who further validated that he is supernatural. Even though he was very supernatural after the first movie. After being shot six times and falling off the balcony and like being... In, not being, Jesus Christ. And walking away from all that. So like, yeah, it, it's just cool. It's cool. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I just really like it. And uh, I also really enjoy how Michael, you know, he he toys with his victims. He's done this in pretty much every single movie. He toys with probably everybody that, oh, Jesus, I just had a voice crack there. Probably every single person that he kills, or not everyone, but like, um, he toys with the majority of them. There, there's this one where the nurse, the couple dressed up as a nurse, and then you had the, uh, um, I don't even know what, what their name is. Jesus Christ. Let me look this up. But they were all in the car at the park, right? And, oh, man, this is going to annoy me. I have to look up her name. And she's been, oh, it's Marion. Nancy Stevens plays her. Marion. Where Marion and the two and the two people, I think it's Marcus and Vanessa, they're all in the um, car together, and then you kind of have Michael, you know, pop up, and uh, you kind of get Michael jumping up on the car, and he's kind of like toying with them, and you have Marion shooting out the windows, which I thought was a really bad idea. I don't know why you would shoot out windows when, you know, Michael's on top of your car trying to come in and get you. But, uh, it, uh, it just, it, it, Jesus Christ, I just lose my train of thought, I guess, just randomly now. But, like, I just feel like Michael toying with his victims is almost like a cat toying with humans in a way. Like, you know, you know how you get the cats looking at you all aggressively and they, they come in and swipe you and stuff. It's almost very cat-like how he moves because he's, like, he's plotting. And you know cats plot all the time. And, like, yeah, it's just awesome. And I'm trying to think of, like, other other ways that he did it. I know at the end of the movie where, uh, I think it was, Jesus Christ. It was Allison and I think Cameron and Cameron's dad. Yeah, it was Allison, Cameron, and Carrie and Cameron's dad, Lonnie. Um, they all took a visit to Michael's house. And the moment you hear Lonnie shoot, you just know that Lonnie got got you know what i mean he he died for sure and you see cameron and allison go in and then you kind of hear michael like thudding around you know kind of toying them to come upstairs a little bit and they do they eventually do and you just you know the whole scene is crazy because cameron he dies so viciously he just he he gets it he gets it for sure and on a little side note, I really do like Cameron a lot in this movie. Cameron redeemed himself a lot from the previous movie because he's like he genuinely regrets what he did. He grows from it because he cheated on Allison at the party in the 2018 film. And you kind of see him wanting to help. He's, you see him trying to be there for everybody. 
and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I was a, I was a little sad when he died. I'm not going to lie. I was a little sad. I was like, dang, man, because, like, at that point, I kind of started to like Cameron a little bit after what he did the previous movie, and it was just, it was a little sad. And Cameron, he gets it, man. Michael, you know, like the banister of the stairs, you know, he pushes Allison down the stairs, and she breaks her leg. So that leaves Cameron up there. And Michael, you know, pushes him through, like, the banister bars, and, like, half of his body, like, the three-fourths of his body is, like, in the hallway. But, like, a fourth of it where it's just kind of, like, his head and, like, upper chest peeling over the banister. Um, like, underneath the railing, the part in between the railing and the, like, ground. And he's just kind of, like, making sure Cameron gets stabbed in these, like, the leftover spikes that's left after all the wooden spikes break. And, you know, Michael uh eventually goes down the stairs because allison prompts him to and he stops where he is like level with cameron looks over and like twists his neck and you hear like the crack oh my god it was like a really beautiful death scene and <laughs> it was just it was crazy but um he toys with his with his victims a lot and it's almost like michael in in, in his weird and wicked ways that's really fun to him to do you know so like it was just really it was cool it was cool i liked it i liked the way that he after around with people it was like his own little way of trolling you know what i mean all he need is a youtube channel and a camera and you know he can just make the diaries of michael myers or something i don't know but another the the my most favorite thing i almost yawned there jesus christ um about the movie is the flashback scenes i think the flashback scenes you know this is kind of like where i get on the fact that i wish this movie was longer so it had more detail they did provide a lot of detail in the flashback scenes and they created more backstory they created more backstories about the offices that were there um like young hawkins he was you know i think hawkins was the one that had a crush on Lori, i believe and i'm probably wrong about that i don't know but hawkins he gets a good backstory about how he could have killed michael and but he didn't he accidentally shot his partner and you know like it was the same night that um michael got shot six times you know back in the original night and they do a really good job with showing Michael getting captured and really getting, you know, like his and all that stuff after the incident. And, you know, he they show how he got captured and the procedures on that and all that stuff. And, you know, I was very impressed with how detailed they were. You know, they like really went with like the whole 1978 feel like the it just looked like it was actually filmed in 1978. The camera angles were awesome. The the way that like the whole you know look of it was crazy. You know, like the hair they got it right, the police uniforms they got it right. Michael looked awesome and he moved awesomely and he killed awesomely and he was just really cool. And the one thing I do like about Michael too is that you know he had a mission right and he knew what he wanted to do and he was going to get it either way you know what i mean 
and he was going to get his, and there ain't nobody stopping him. And you can just tell from those flashback scenes that regardless of what happens, he was going to get out of that hospital, and he was going to go back home. And that's his intention the whole time. He just keeps getting messed with. You know, like, he just wants to be left alone. He just wants to go back home. And another another part of the movie I did like, it was a good comedic relief by these two actors. It was Big John and Little John. They are these uh, gay couple. This is gay couple. And they were awesome in this movie. They were freaking awesome. And one thing I do like about them is that they provided the good comedic relief. I think it was Big John. He was, like, upstairs getting high, dancing to the freaking uh, Halloween music, right? And uh, that was really funny. And I think Little John was, you know, expecting to watch movies and all that stuff. And you just have, like, Big John up there dancing and totally disregarding what Little John is, you know, wanting to do. And, you know, it was just, like, the dialogue between them, you know, and, like, the tone that they said things that was really cool that made it funny. And, uh, you know, like, and it sucks seeing them die, but, like, at the same time, Michael's like, who the hell is in my house? Why are you living in my house? Who gives you the, did I tell you you can live in my house? You know what I mean? And, you know, unfortunately, they had to die for that reason, I guess. But, like. They they provided the good uh, comedic relief that the movie needed to kind of take the intensity off for just a little bit, you know, because, like, there's nothing worse than having a movie who's, like, that's too intense the whole time, I feel like. But, yeah, that's another that's another thing that I did like is the uh, our, uh, Big John and Little John. And also, um, the person who played in the flashback scenes, uh, Dr. Loomis, I don't know who that is exactly um trying to scroll through it's uh tom jones jr the way that they did him and his makeup up jesus that was awesome they made him look so similar to how dr loomis was and uh i think it's uh colin maha he played uh, dr loomis's voice he did a great job too um that was awesome by him and uh he he definitely both of them killed it for sure and you know i was very pleased and i did like marcus and vanessa a lot i wish they had bigger roles could i think they had good chemistry together uh, especially vanessa she uh, had some good comedic lines in there and i wish she had a bigger role i wish honestly she survived i wish both of them survived because i feel like they could have been big players in halloween ends if they would have survived but you know you don't get everything that you wish for right but um yeah overall man this movie was so, was very good, and for and another thing that I really want to touch on is the fact that James Jude Courtney as Michael Myers is absolutely phenomenal. Like he plays him so well. He plays. He has all the movements right. He has like the whole head tilt thing right. He just. He knows how to play Michael, and he does it very well. And I was very impressed with how he operated as Michael. And he was freaking awesome, man. He smashed it out of the park. And I have full faith that him and, you know, I think Nick Castle also played Michael in this movie as well a little bit, that they will, if they bring both of them back, um, that they will kill it again. And I have full faith. I was able to meet. James Jude Courtney 
in person back in like 2018 or 19 uh, at a uh, scare fest thing or whatever. It was like a haunted house. And he is just the most humble guy. You can talk to him about anything. He's funny. He's awesome. And like, I'm not that tall, but like standing next to him, he's, he's very tall too. And, you know, you can kind of see just by his like whole, like, demeanor and like body shape and like uh how he looks and stuff and that i can see how he got you know put on to play michael and that was a good pick good pick by uh whoever casted this movie and uh 2018 movie and y'all y'all hit it right on the mark man he's he's an awesome and genuine guy and he does a great job man he's he did awesome and also allison allison was the mvp of this movie i feel like I gotta admit, I didn't, I wasn't much for Allison in the first movie until I like watched it a couple of times, but she eventually grew on me. And she, uh, you know, like her as a character, and I understand, understood where they were going with her. So I watched this movie, and she was the MVP. I can totally see her kind of carrying this franchise out and seeing, like, it, I'm excited to see what she does in the future with these movies and stuff like that, if she wishes to come back and if they decide to, you know, continue this universe, you know what I mean? So I think it'd be really cool. And uh, yeah, man, Allison, uh, Andy Matichek is a real name. She, she, she's killing it. And I just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what she does in the next movie. And uh, yeah. So those were my likes and don't likes. That was kind of like my review of Halloween kills. It's a little bit longer of an episode today. I do apologize, but I just I I love this love all the Halloween movies with the exception of like Resurrection, um and Halloween, there's Rob Zombie remakes of them. Um, I, I love this movie. I I like it a little more every time I watch it, and probably gonna watch it again soon. Probably, probably I don't know, but we'll see. Anyways, y'all, let me know what y'all think of the movie did y'all like it did y'all not like it you know why didn't y'all like it and all that stuff i appreciate y'all taking the time to listen and to give your input and just to hear my opinions on this movie all right y'all i'll catch y'all in the next episode and have a blessed day i hope y'all are doing good i hope y'all smiling peace out